a lot of these people are the next generation of sports fans. They're watching games differently. They're talking about sports differently. And we want to be integrated into those conversations, right? Hey, this is Jesse here. As we officially usher in the new NFL season, Michael joins me on this episode to discuss all things Top Prop. We talked about how Top Prop is differentiated from other fantasy products through its game structure and unique approach to UX. Michael also discusses launching the MVP last season as a web-only product and how that helped them in the development of their newly launched mobile app. I really enjoyed talking to Michael and hope you enjoyed this episode. But before we get started, I have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying this podcast and hearing from awesome industry founders like Michael, it would really help us out if you could leave us a quick five-star rating on whichever platform you're listening on. And if you're feeling extra ambitious, a quick review would be most appreciated. All right, enough about that. Let's get on to this episode. All right, we are back with episode 38 of the Betting Startups Podcast. And for this one, I'm joined by Michael from Top Prop Fantasy. Michael, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing well. Really appreciate you having me on. Excited to have a conversation with you about Top Prop. Well, it is the first week of September, obviously a very busy week, and particularly for anybody with a brand new mobile app in fantasy sports. So thanks for making a few minutes to join us, Michael. And I guess maybe just to start off today, can we just learn a little bit about yourself, maybe share a little bit about what your background is and some of the major chapters of your journey up until the co-founding of Top Prop? Yeah, so I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, you know, grew up a huge Cleveland sports fan, was not rewarded for that initially, but, you know, we got the championship in 2016 with the Cavs. So eventually got there. Um, I went to Wake Forest for undergrad where I actually met my co-founder Griffin. Um, and then from there, I went to law school at the University of Pennsylvania, was in Philly for three years. After that, moved on to doing M&A law for Wild Gotchel in New York City. Did that for three years, you know, got some, I think, good experience actually working in the M&A field. Um, and Griffin and I really had the idea for Top Prop, you know, kind of through COVID. And so we started to do a little bit of work on, you know, hiring some developers for initial MVP, trying to start doing a bunch of, you know, potential user feedback interviews. Um, and from there, I went full-time at Top Prop in September of last year. So we've been operating, you know, for just going on a year now with the start of NFL season last year. So definitely, you know, always been interested in sports um, and, and Top Prop was really the way that we thought we could, you know, make our mark sort of on the, the greater sports industry as a whole and then obviously the daily fantasy industry on a more micro level. Awesome. And just, you know, I guess reflecting back on a couple of years ago when the idea first sort of came up and, and you started making the moves towards it, what were you seeing, I guess, just in sort of the fantasy landscape that made you think that, you know, I guess adding another fantasy product to the landscape was, was the right move for you? And just sort of what's your overall view of the state of fantasy sports in general? And I guess where does Top Prop sort of fit in that landscape? Yeah, the idea really was born from a fantasy football league that Griffin and I have been in since our freshman year together at Wake Forest. We looked at that league and how competitive it is kind of from September to December and realized that we weren't getting the same value out of, you know, other platforms in the market from, you know, January to September. And so the significant amount of head-to-head -head competitiveness, despite the fact that our friends had sort of fanned out across the country, really led us to the idea for Top Prop. 
both of us had done some part-time sports writing, Griffin in college and me in law school. And so we had a good base of, you know, potential users that we can start talking to about the idea and really floating it out there to see what their feedback was. And, you know, with my background in law, I actually took a sports law class in law school at Penn, and we were able to connect with my professor from that class and start working with his firm really from day one, honestly, to ensure that we met sort of the necessary regulatory requirements uh, to create an app that was going to be, you know, not only worthwhile to play, but also fit within evolving legal landscape. And so we started with sort of an MVP for Super Bowl 55 got some potential users to play around with that, got their feedback and started, you know, iterating the product from there and release our, you know, web-based version for the, the 2021 NFL season to bring our idea to market, you know, acquire those real users and then continue to incorporate their feedback into our mobile app, which, you know, you mentioned at the top that is, you know, now released for NFL season 2022. Awesome. And I guess let's go a little deeper now on the top prop fantasy product. Um, maybe just to start off with there, Michael, can you just talk a little bit about how the product is differentiated from other fantasy products? And maybe, uh, I guess, what's the secret sauce that you think gives it that uniqueness in the otherwise very crowded fantasy landscape? Yeah. And I think, you know, coming from not only our own experience, you know, playing different platforms, as well as talking to friends within our circle, as well as, you know, additional users and potential users. The two things that we found that were really pervasive through those interviews were one, that a lot of existing platforms had significant barriers to entry for new users, for more casual users, you know, especially when people had to select multiplayer lineups, fit them under salary caps and things of that nature. I think you know, people who were much more casual might have been season-long players, but not really DFS players had difficulty competing with the more, you know, professional class, we call them, of players on those sites who were dedicating, you know, 20 to 30 hours a week on this, had algorithms, optimizers, building 150 lineups and entering them um, and taking home a lot of the money from those more casual users who, you know, weren't really having a lot of success on those platforms. And so, we kind of looked at those as more of like the legacy products and looked at how people were iterating in the space. And a lot of the new entrants were more house-based products, right? The ability to kind of parlay player props and things of that nature. And so as we were, were talking to people and sort of creating the idea for Top Prop, the two main tenants that we wanted to stick to were really creating a simple and social experience for our user base. And to us, that meant reducing those barriers to entry to create a product that was accessible for users of all skill levels. You know, whether you are that really dedicated DFS fantasy player, or whether you're someone who has a league that he really enjoys, but, you know, doesn't know who the Bengals third string receiver is, or, you know, doesn't know who the eighth man for the Warriors is. And integral to that was really the social experience, because that head-to-head -head competitiveness has always been a part of why we loved fantasy and the true driving force behind us becoming dedicated fantasy sports players. And so we wanted to really bring that competitiveness and those social elements that go along with it back into the industry by creating contests that are always head to head between just two users. And we really see that as a jumping off point for, you know, continuing to iterate social elements that are going to go into the platform um, to drive that competitiveness and the interaction between users. Interesting. So it sounds like you're really targeting, as you say, sort of the casual player, if you will. 
Um, as you think about that user persona, are there other characteristics about that target user that you're really trying to appeal to? And I guess just thinking about like, again, the other options that your target users would have in the market, sort of how are you thinking about positioning TopProp to really speak to them and being the product that really fits where they're at? Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, you know, every contest, not only is it going to be head to head between two users, it's going to be head to head between just two players. So we're going to offer, you know, Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen or LeBron James versus Kevin Durant. And with that, you know, we've cultivated an early user base that's 12 years younger than industry average. So we really think that it's reinforcing our goal of creating that more casual, younger user base. And, and a lot of those folks, you know, whether they're younger millennials or Gen Z, uh, they're more player focused than, you know, people who are in kind of older generations, right? They're more likely to be interested in how Steph Curry performed as opposed to how the Warriors performed as a team. And we've seen them, you know, more gravitating towards watching highlights on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok than really watching a full game from their couch. And so we want to be, you know, the go-to daily fantasy option for the next generation of users. And really grow with them as they're, you know, watching their favorite players and giving them contests to just focus on those favorite players. So if they're playing a, you know, Tom Brady contest, it's not really relevant to them whether or not the Bucks won the game. It's whether Tom Brady threw for 300 yards or had four touchdowns. Gotcha. And I guess with that as well, Michael, I want to ask about UX, right? And just sort of your guiding principles and philosophy around UX. You've talked about, you know, sort of the casual user and, and this very intuitive experience. and just wondering if you could talk a little bit about what that means to you and sort of how that's manifested or reflected in the product experience. Yeah, one of the things that we heard from our early user base was that they enjoyed the simplicity of our web-based product, but they wanted something that was even easier. They wanted to be able to be in line for the grocery store at 1258 Eastern and still get, you know, five to 10 contests in before those 1 p.m. kickoffs. And so we kind of looked out into the market and really what we saw as something to draw from were dating apps. Um, and so the swipe-based experience of a Tinder or a Bumble or a Hinge was something that we thought was, you know, easily malleable to the daily fantasy experience. And so on our app, we're going to have every contest be two players on the screen, you know, that Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes contest. You swipe left for Tom Brady, you swipe right for Patrick Mahomes, or you skip and every user is going to be put through that same UX journey. So every user is going to see the, the same contests in the order that we set them. So we can appeal to those most popular players, the most important contests of the week, um, and really, you know, increase our match rate, I think, in doing that, right, by saying that we're not going to show you that Tyler Boyd, or we're not going to show you Josh Palmer when you first log on to the platform. If that's something you're interested in, we have a way for you to get to that contest. Um, but certainly we want those people to see Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, you know, Cooper Cup when they walked into Top Round. Also curious, Michael, you talked about how last year was sort of the first year getting the product to market and getting that initial feedback from users. And for that first year uh, with NFL, you had the web-based product. Of course, now uh, you have the app that's launched for the new NFL season, which we'll talk more about in a moment here. But I guess just looking back on that first year with the web-based platform, what was some of the feedback that you received from the users that you took as input to iterate on the product as you were building off the mobile app? And yeah, what were some of the lessons learned, I guess, from that first year as you go into the second year of NFL now? Yeah, I think our early user base was very interested in that simplified experience, as I said, but also interested in sort of building out 
the social connections between people. And, and with a web-based product, I think that we are fairly limited uh, on our ability to do that, right? You can't send push notifications to someone's email address. So having the opportunity to release this app, one of the things that we're most interested in and most excited for is the ability to play directly against your friends, right? It's it's always fun to, you know, win money against Bob in Texas, as we say, but it's much more fun when you can say to your friend, you know, I'm a Browns fan and I know plenty of people who are Steelers fans, right? I send them a Nick Chubb against Najee Harris contest. And not only does Nick Chubb win, but I get to, you know, hold that over them and hopefully we can run it back next week. So the ability to really play against your friends and obviously the social elements, the smack talk that comes with that, um, I think will really be important to, you know, driving our our user experience on the mobile app. Awesome. And I want to ask you a little bit as well, just about user acquisition. As you think about, I guess, going to market with the new app and just given the sheer volume of options out there and all of the marketing messages that are out there in the landscape and sort of users having to filter out all of this noise. How are you thinking about that in general and just sort of getting your product out there in front of that target user persona that you talked about? Yeah, I think our, our two main advantages, one is that, you know, it is head to head, right? So we do have the ability for a user to send that contest to their friend and in doing so onboard them onto Topfront. Um, and so really taking advantage of the fact that, you know, we're, we're offering this head to head platform. And then also, just like you said, the, the user experience being something that's familiar for the younger user base, right? We're putting something in front of them that they've seen in other places. And so continuing to iterate that product to make it as accessible for them as possible and meet them where they are, I think is really important to our user acquisition journey. Awesome. As I said at the outset here, Michael, you have the spot on the podcast, which is the last episode before the NFL season kicks off. So with that being the case though, right? I mean, we're literally a small number of days away from the first game of the new season. You have the brand new app. I'm just sort of wondering if you could talk about just like the last couple of months, I guess, in the buildup to this moment. And again, for Top Prop, given that you're launching the brand new app as well, going along with this, what's the last couple of months been like? And sort of where are you at right now, mentally, mindset-wise, as all of this is going to sort of culminate in the start of this very important new season? Yeah, it's been... A long journey to get here, but not one that I think we could have taken any shortcuts on. Uh, we, I don't think we would have gotten to this white-faced experience without releasing a product first and having users give us that feedback. Um, and we're really appreciative of our initial user base. They've been very helpful for us and, and very loyal to us. And so over the last few months, it's honestly just been deploying what they've told us and making a product that we think that they're looking for. Um, and so, you know, I think we're excited. It's been, you know, difficult at times, uh, obviously, you know, building out this app experience from scratch, uh, you know, getting all the necessary approvals to actually release it to the market. Um, you know, we've added different payment options. You know, we were ACH only as well last fall, which was uh, difficult in its own right. Uh, so having, you know, credit and debit card payment options is certainly going to be a big boom for us as well. So I think, you know, the last few months have been uh, long, but, you know, we're really excited with what we've built and we can't wait for people to, you know, start playing on Top Prop now. Awesome. And I guess instead of looking backwards, let's look forwards now for the next few months here, again, start of NFL. What would you say are the main sort of focus areas for you at Top Prop for this season? And I guess when we get to the end of the season and you look back on it, what would constitute a successful NFL season this year for Top Prop? Yeah, the most important thing is you know, getting the app in front of people 
having them, you know, experience what it's like to go on the user journey from login to contest creation to winning or losing that contest, uh, being able to interact with your friends on the platform, uh, sharing those contests with your circle. And so for us, I think success is, you know, first, obviously people enjoying that journey, right? You know, thinking that this is something that they would use, uh, integrating it with their their daily lives. And then uh, from there, it's just continuing to, to iterate the product. You know, we have plans to add more social features. We have plans to add additional sports. Um, and so having that opportunity while continuing to incorporate that user feedback that's been so integral to our growth to date. Awesome. I also want to ask a little bit about just the funding journey and, and sort of, you know, financing the development of the app and the product and all of this takes resources, right? We all know this. And yeah, Michael, if you could just share with us a little bit about any funding that TopRop has done so far and as well, any plans for upcoming funding and just sort of what are your plans, if any, at the moment for TopRop? Yeah. So to start, you know, we raised uh, money from an initial round of investors prior to launching last September. Um, as you said, a lot of that has gone into new product development, both building out the web-based and the mobile platform, as well as, you know, the legal fees for, you know, making sure that this product is in compliance with everything uh, on a state-by-state -state level. So a lot of that was really, you know, earmarked for those two buckets. And now uh, we're currently in the fundraising process, as you say. Uh, we've raised about half of our $1.5 million goal from a collection of strategic angels. Um, and with the release of our app, you know, we're working to to close that raise so we can really put our marketing plan into hyper drive in conjunction with that app release, uh, being able to add new sports to the platform um, and really, you know, kind of taking top prop to, to the next level. Awesome. And as you've been out there, I guess, on this fundraising roadshow, I'll call it, what are you sort of seeing and hearing out there again, just in the context of the, I guess, doom and gloom we're all hearing about, right? Like, are you experiencing any friction as a result of that? Or is it in sort of business as usual? Like, what's your experience been any anecdotes you can share just in terms of feedback you've been hearing from investors? Yeah, I think, you know, you've heard different things from different people, honestly. I think that there are definitely some people who have been more reticent to to invest, but also on the flip side, I think, you know, there have been people who have been excited about the opportunities in this market uh, to invest in really good products. Um, and I think, you know, that's really the most important thing for us is being able to get that app out there, prove that it is a really good product like we believe it is. Um, and we think that, you know, from there, we'll, we'll kind of be able to take that mantle forward and uh, continue growing. Awesome. And if we look beyond this upcoming NFL season, maybe extend the uh, crystal ball, maybe five years into the future here, where do you see top prop sort of in the landscape five years from now? And, and yeah, in your wildest dreams, like what, what does five years from now look like as it relates to top prop? Yeah, I think we're really excited to be able to grow alongside our, you know, initial user base and the the kind of target persona that we've mentioned here, right? A lot of these people are the next generation of sports fans. They're watching games differently. They're talking about sports differently. And we want to be integrated into those conversations, right? And so when we build out other sports, uh, for example, NBA, you know, we, we want our contest to be based on points because that's the first thing that people talk about when they talk about the NBA. Uh, you know, when we were looking at building our PGA platform, right, we've seen other people do things like greens and regulation or birdies are better as kind of tracking stats. And to us, you know, that's not the water cooler conversation, right? I'm not saying, you know, Scotty Scheffler had seven birdies on Sunday. I'm saying Scotty Scheffler, you know, lost to Rory McIlroy on Sunday in the tour championship. And we want you to be sitting on your couch or checking your app and see 
the score of the player and know whether or not you're winning or losing that contest intuitively without having to go, you know, multiple layers down. And so as we build out new sports and, you know, we continue to put things into the market, we want to be a companion piece to the way that you watch that sport, whether it's on TV or otherwise. And so for us, when we look into the future, it's adding those additional sports um, and then capitalizing on our, you know, head-to-head nature to really incorporate social elements, bring people onto the platform for more reasons than just, you know, creating contests. Uh, we're developing some in- in-house content this year as well. Uh, just more ways to get people, you know, talking about fantasy football, more ways to get people talking about top prop. And, you know, we're very excited to kind of put ourselves into that conversation as people talk about, you know, different sports. Awesome. And let's put top prop aside just for a moment here, but stick with NFL. Go a little bit off script here, Michael. Um, with the start of the new NFL season, any hot takes on what to expect the season or any predictions on how the season will shake out? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I think that I'm, as a Browns fan, it's, it's nice to not talk about the Browns. So uh, I'm pretty high on the Chargers. Uh, I think Justin Herbert uh, wins MVP this year, really takes a leap, you know, wins them that division and, and they're in the Super Bowl. Uh, not sure against two, the NFC, maybe uh, the Eagles with their recent moves, but I, I do like the Chargers a lot this year and I'm excited to see Justin Herbert play football. Awesome. Awesome. Looking forward to the new season as we all are. And my third closing question, which I know you've listened before, Michael, so you can probably predict it, but let me just run it down anyways here. If you weren't working on top prop, if you weren't working in your previous career as a lawyer, if you weren't doing anything that you've done before or are currently doing in the parallel universe, what would you be doing instead? Yeah, when I was listening uh, to an episode, a few episodes back, I think someone uh, stole the, the best answer to this question, which was just say that I'd be a lot more skilled and become a professional athlete. Uh, so I won't go down that route, um, but I will say that, you know, basketball was sort of my first love um, uh, when I was writing uh, about sports. I was writing first about the Cavs and then about the NBA as a whole. Um, and, you know, it was always uh, a potential dream of mine to get into an NBA front office, uh, maybe be the one who, you know, trades for Donovan Mitchell for the Cavs. So uh, I think in the alternative universe, I'd try to be in an NBA front office. I think that'd be a really cool career as well. Awesome. We'll accept that as an answer. That's a valid one. Um, for folks listening, Michael, that might want to check out the Top Prop products, uh, that's a mouthful, um, or get in touch with you, how would you suggest they best go about doing that? Yeah, so we'll, we're available in the Apple and Google Play stores. If you want to download Top Prop and start swiping to win, we're on Twitter, Instagram, trying to grow on TikTok as well. Uh, so you can find us on all of those platforms. But yeah, you know, we, we'd love for you to give the product a chance and, and start swiping. Awesome. I'll drop links to all of those platforms in the show notes for this one. But for now, Michael, really appreciate you joining here during the most absolute crunch time I could possibly conceive of for a business like yours. And congrats again on the launch of the app and wishing you and the team all the success for the new NFL season. I look forward to continuing to follow the story. Thanks so much. Appreciate you having me on.